I would love to have a little chat today about emotional intelligence, self-awareness, emotional awareness, all words that are rather interchangeable at times, living consciously, living intentionally, living mindfully. Uh, The reason I want to have this conversation is because I've found myself recently getting very, very, very frustrated being on social media. And not for any other reason other than the hypocrisy that I see. It's ironic to me that I run a page to help people. People come to my page to read things that are helpful that they actually take for free, because I'm offering it for free, and implement it into their life, all for free. See changes. So it helps people. Like it, it's actually helping people. But it's ironic to me that there are people that choose to follow my page, really any page, but I'm speaking on behalf of myself here. And they obviously set the intent that they were there because it was going to help them. And instead of allowing it to help them or realizing maybe it's not not a way that resonates with them and so they click on follow and they they stop paying attention to it instead of doing one of those two things right setting a boundary for themselves or following along and actually taking the information implementing it they choose to attack it it's just ironic right because let's take that into like a friendship or a relationship example you know when you When you come to somebody like me and you're trying to navigate your relationships and we're talking about setting boundaries and we're talking about productive and nonviolent communication and, you know, I listen to people tell me how frustrated they get with so-and-so in their life who talks a certain way or acts a certain way or responds to them a certain way and that person is just not aware of it and and they, they don't like it and they don't appreciate it. What you want from me is the guidance on how to change that relationship, change those moments so that you feel better in that interaction. And that comes down to a boundary, right? That comes down to navigating through any fear or doubt or insecurity that you have come up within yourself that is preventing you from speaking up in that moment and advocating for a need. Maybe that's making excuses for the fact that you need to tolerate something or you're not allowed to say something or, oh, Amy, they've always acted this way, so it's just a moot point at this at this time to, to even say something because they're not going to change. And so you instead just want to bitch. <laughs> if you're, if, if that's, If that's what's coming to me, right, in a conversation on any level, even in my personal life, I'm going to look right at you if you're just bitching. And I'm going to say, listen, you're more than welcome to sit and tolerate things that you don't like and complain about them. Uh, But you're not going to do it with me. You're not going to do it with me, right? Because I have boundaries. (laughs) And it would be quite ironic if I didn't when I'm, posting to social media teaching on it. 
so it's ironic to me that people come to my page to learn about these things and complain about the people in their lives and yet they do to me what the people in their lives are doing to them, right? Attacking, dismissing, invalidating, judging, belittling, shaming. They're doing all of the behaviors. Don't worry, I'm getting to my point. Stay tuned. <laughs> they do all the behaviors they say they don't like. So my big question for you today is, have you ever taken a pause in your day and asked yourself, Am I doing to others what I don't like being done to me? To me personally, that's common sense. My brain defaults there, but I've practiced it. I've practiced it a very long time. So yeah, I default there because, because I grew up and I was around individuals who treated me in ways that I didn't like being treated. So I made a decision at that point in my life to not treat others the way I didn't like being treated, to, to instead treat others the way I wanted, to, I wanted them to treat me, to set that example. And if they couldn't match it, then set a boundary so I didn't have to be around it or interact with it, right? That, that's pretty simplistic in my mind, but there are individuals who go in another direction, right? That's the whole concept of hurt people hurt people. Not an excuse, just a fact. Hurt people do hurt people. And therefore, what happens is those who have been hurt, they say they want help. This is the irony of all of this right now. Say they want help. And instead, <laughs> instead, argue and attack and perpetuate what was done to them in spite of the help that they're seeking out. So have you ever taken a pause in your day and asked yourself, am I doing to others what I do not like being done to me? I'm going to give you some examples in a, in a second. All right. Example number one, but first sidebar, there is straight up an argument starting on the street outside my office window right now. And let me tell you, I got all the juicy gossip um, of this place that I live. There is always some sort of loud fight happening on the street in the morning or late at night. And my buddy, Phil and I made buddies with literally the people that you want to be friends with that know the entire hood, and know everybody in it. There are people now. Little man in China. I can't make this up if I tried, but little man, that's that's his name, mind you. That is, that is how he introduced himself to us. He said, hey, I'm little man. And Phil said, what's that? And he said, my friends call me little man. My name's little man. And China, I don't know if they're like together I know they live together. I don't know if they're brother and sister. I don't know if they're husband and wife. I don't know the situation there, but they are always together. Um, and <laughs> they are not the people you want to start a fight with. And somebody is starting a fight with them on the street corner. So I'll keep you informed on the little man in China saga. But let's go jump into some uh, some examples here. So example number one, if I say I don't like 
when people just complain to me and make excuses for their problems or the things that they're tolerating, I then have to be mindful and conscious of not doing that behavior to other people. Not just that person that I don't want complaining to me, but to anybody in my life. If I don't like it coming at me, why am I going to dish it out? Huh. Some of you have never thought about this. Some of you have, and now you're racking your brain, examining your friendships and your interactions recently, going, okay, am I straight? Am I straight? Am I straight? In other words, am I aligned? Am I, is, are my words and actions matching up? If you want to set boundaries with people and say, you know, I don't stand for this, I don't want this coming at me, or I don't like being spoken to this way, how dare you? ever consider talking or treating them that way or anybody in your life that way, then you are hypocritical and you are not aware of the fact that what you're saying you don't want coming at you is the very thing you're living and embodying in your own life and doing to other people. And I'll tell you what, the people in your life notice it. Some will tolerate it. Some will tolerate it to an extent and then, you know, hit their wits end. I'm hitting my wits end with it, but specifically not in my personal life. I have really great relationships in my personal life. My friendships are are wonderful and supportive and positive. And I've really, um, what's the word? Buckled down, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. On on cleaning those up in the last couple years. And and it, it really helped having Phil in my life because he had amazing people, like some of the best people as friends and, and his family. And it, it set a new precedent for me where I was like, wow, I could really clean my shit up a little bit more. Because now I've got a new lived experience to go off of. I got a new reference point. I can see, I see what's possible in other words. You know, that's kind of why I stay on this path and I, and I do this podcast and I, and I share the things I share here personally, because a lot of you like myself didn't, didn't, and still don't have examples or reference points in your life of what is possible. And if I just sit here and get straight to the point, like everybody wants me to sometimes, like just give me the information I need and let me run away with it, then you miss all the meat of the episode. You miss, you know, the connection here. You miss some of the value that's contained within the story that, you know, if you were open to it, you pull from it and you can take it out of my context and put it into your own and implement it into your own life. And that's the, the people that I work with privately, the bulk of them, the bulk of them uh, do that. And it's, I, it's what I live for. I love those conversations. I love those conversations with the individuals that work with me privately that are just like, they share what's going on and they share similarly to the way I think about things, right? Like how they're always reflecting on people's behavior patterns and how can they feel better in this interaction or this environment. And they're thinking ahead and they're proactive. Oh, I love you guys. (laughs) 
I love you guys. You fulfill me so much when I get to have a conversation with you privately and we, we just talk like this, right? And I get to point things out to you that you have yet to tap into and then you share more about what you're struggling with and I get to point out more things and it's the meaty kind of conversations that I love and I love that word right now, so deal with it, okay? But to my point, right? So if I don't like certain things coming at me, like people just complaining and making excuses. I am not going to be that person. I'm always going to check myself, right? And that's where we kind of have to insert into this, into the self-growth journey, into the conversation about improving your relationships. We've got to insert emotional intelligence. We've got to insert living consciously and intentionally and mindfully because You know, just learning some steps to implement, like this is how you communicate, this is how you set a boundary. Just learning those steps doesn't help you if you don't know how to think beyond yourself, if you don't know how to consider the impact of your behavior on other people, and you're only living very self-centeredly and considering the impact people have on you. Why are you not considering? This is my biggest struggle. I'm one of those people, like a lot of you, who overly consider everybody else. That's the people pleaser in me. That to this day, yes, there's still these residual layers that I scrape by. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I thought I was... (laughs) But they're there. I was born and raised a people pleaser. Not born. I was raised to be a people pleaser. And and it doesn't matter how aware I am of those patterns. It does it those things don't matter. I have to live mindfully. I have to live with intention. I have to be conscious about the fact that I've got a weak point there. I have a tendency to think too much about other people and neglect myself. Cuz that's what I needed to do growing up to survive. That's what I was told to do to grow when I was growing up. And I had to or I'd get punished. So if you are like me, right, if you've got those people-pleasing tendencies and you overly consider everybody else and you tend to neglect yourself in the process, your work is to find the balance. In finding the balance, what you need to do is get very clear with yourself, okay, get very clear with yourself on what you value, I feel redundant when I say it. It is redundant because I repeat myself, but but this is the process. <laughs> what you value, right? And what you want around you. In other words, your boundaries. So to repeat myself once more, but to use it in a different context so you can really hear it, I have to constantly get very clear with myself within my work and my business specifically online. That is how new people find me. That is how people hire me. Clearly, it's a business, right? So yes, nuance is important here. Both are true. I want to genuinely help people and I want to make a living off of what I do. Therefore, yeah, I share things for free online because that's what the platform is there for and it attracts new people to my work and gets them interested in possibly than investing in some of my products and services. Both are true, right? 
But do I like feeling like I put content out constantly and it's underappreciated or people just use me for it and demand more on certain topics. When I ask questions on what you want, the answers always come from people who are never going to financially invest in a service. And so then then I've got to figure out where is this balance, right? Where's the line of considering my following of people, my community of people, my audience, considering them and their needs, and considering my needs. And the line is getting clear with myself on the boundary of what am I here for? I'm not here for sport. (laughs) Like, again, both are true. It's like this outlet, right? This is therapeutic for me to just have these conversations and and be able to have an outlet to talk about more things than I can talk about elsewhere. But it's also another resource that garners attention to my work that attracts people to the products and services that I'm selling so I can live and make a living and be able to afford the life that I'm living. That was... (laughs) Not very eloquent, but she got my point. So, so where is the line, right, of considering them, you, those following, and considering me? And it's getting clear on who are my people that invest in my services, right? In other words, if we put this in the context of romance or friendship, who are the people whose behaviors align with what you value. What do I value in working with someone? Well, I just shared a little bit. I love those meaty conversations. I love people who are proactive. I love people who want the information and want to take action and will take action and implement it. I like the people that reflect. Like, don't just show up and sit there and think I'm going to wave a magic wand and fix your life. You have to participate in this. I like the people that know that, that I don't have to explain that to, right? And I could go on and on and on because I'm very clear about, in other words, the business terminology here, the branding, the marketing terminology that we use here is my ideal client. I don't like it that way, but like that's the the verbiage, right? Who is, but it's the same with your friendships or your romantic relationships. Who is your ideal partner? Who is your ideal friend? How do they behave? What do you value about them? What don't you want around you? What are the things you do not value? Why are you allowing them around you? Why are you living and embodying them yourself? Right? If you say, on a very basic level, if you say, I don't, I'm not somebody who values going out and getting drunk anymore, Amy. I've, outgrown that. That's not fun for me. And where I like to spend my time is at the gym. So then here's the question. Then if you swipe and meet a guy who says, you know, his hobbies, (laughs) his hobbies include, you know, Sunday night football at the bar and drinking um, after work at the bar, why would you say yes to a date with somebody who just told you that their behavior, their interests do not align with what you value? And your answer will be when you're in that spot, oh, I didn't think about it. Or it'll be, 
Well, maybe he's just saying that. Excuse. Sure, that could be true, but excuse. It's an excuse. He just told you. You ever heard people say, a lot of you skim past these quotes because you're like, they're, they're just too like vague or, you know, cliche, but believe people when they tell you things. I hated that quote forever. But believe people when they tell you things. <laughs> believe them. Like I'm telling you, I don't value when I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. It's just funny to me that I sit here in a room by myself <laughs> having this conversation. Literally, like the psychology of this is wacky, okay? Like I sit here in a room by myself having a conversation into a microphone to record it and then send it out into the world. And a lot of you get so much value from these episodes, but when I'm recording them, I need you to know that all I'm thinking to myself is like, this is not good enough. This is not good enough. This is not good enough. They're not going to get this. They're not going to like this. Is, does that sound too self-centered? Does that sound too arrogant? That's not good. I'm constantly overly examining myself to the degree that I beat up on myself, which is not healthy at all, by the way. I'm very aware of that. And I'm working very hard at trying to catch it and, and really shift it. So if I laugh... <laughs> I break the pattern for myself. So I'm laughing because I just like stopped and saw my reflection in my computer screen and was like, this is kind of fucking wacky, Amy, that you're just like having this full conversation in a room by yourself with yourself. Like I'm just talking to myself. It's the whole fucked up theory that when my dog died, somebody said to me, <laughs> uh, somebody said to me, um, it was B. B said this. B said this to me. Bless her. I love her so much. This is why I said, I miss, I miss talking to Dewey. And she goes, you know, you were just talking to yourself, right? <laughs> like, yeah, no shit. Thank you. Yes. I, I mean, I was talking to him, but I was answering for him. So yeah, I was having a full blown conversation with myself through my dog, which I still do, by the way, to the picture portrait of my dog which thank you Jesus my brother bought for me months before my dog ever died suddenly so I've got this this beautiful portrait you guys used to see it on the wall behind me in my old apartment on film anyway back to my point <laughs> here's another great example right if I don't value when people in my business, right? I don't value when people ghost me. I Can I tell you how many times I get ghosted and then I have to laugh out loud when I have people coming in my DMs or my comment section asking for ghosting <laughs> content or posting questions of like, you know, that asshole ghosted me or like they're not answering me and I'm just kind of like oh Jesus you like no it's not necessarily always the same person that ghosted me commenting per se it's just funny to me that like here I am sitting here helping people through these problems and I'm also having to actively navigate through them on my end within the business that's helping people <laughs> navigate through them I don't like being ghosted by people, but I've had not that much these days because I have 
gotten clearer. This is so important. So I used to hate when people would say like, just get clear, just get clear. Nobody told me how, like, what does that mean? When I say get clear, I mean get clear on what you value. So pull from every negative situation that you have ever encountered. Every negative situation that I have in my day, I spend time afterwards reflecting on and taking from the negative clarity about the positive, right? So if I don't like this, it clarifies and highlights, right? It shines a spotlight on what I do want. Every time you can identify something you don't want, it also allows you to identify what you do want. That's such a helpful thing to understand, okay? Because it means that, and and trust me, (laughs) I've had lifelong trauma and abuse, so trust me. If any of you have ever sat there and looked at me and been like, how did she? I don't get it. How is she so happy? How is she so confident? How is she? First of all, I have my struggles, so let's not pretend that I've got it all figured out and I'm perfect. I just, I know a lot because I've been through it and clearly educated on these topics. But also, like, I'm honest. I'm honest about what I actively have to work through and struggle with. And, and, Here's the best example ever. I'm honest because A, that's just true to character for me. I value honesty coming at me. I don't want anything else. I don't want anything else. I don't want excuses. I don't want people hemming and hawing and tiptoeing around the issue. And, you know, like the thing that I always used to say, like, I hate an elephant in the room. I will be the person to point it out to you. I will. I don't care if it makes you uncomfortable because it makes me more uncomfortable to ignore it. And in those situations, because I'm so clear that I value honesty, I care more about how I feel than bringing up discomfort for you that you don't know how to deal with, so you avoid dealing with it. (laughs) Sorry. That's that balance, right? When you're very, 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 very clear about what you value, And you understand why. Like if I don't address the elephant in the room, I'm not going to be able to speak. I cannot even look you in the eye because you're a liar to me. You're getting me worked up over here. But that's straight up facts for me. If you cannot address the elephant, I don't care what the reason is. I don't care. I do not care. Because here's the thing. I have no issue. You're going to be like, well, why are you that compassionate to me? I don't. I grew up with liars. I don't want to be around them. It's a boundary. It's a boundary. I don't want to be around them because it makes me feel crazy. And I felt crazy for more than half my life. I've decided the crazy train stops here. I don't want to continue to feel crazy. Therefore, I will not subject myself further to people that show me they cannot be honest with themselves. And the one thing that I'm proud of is that in spite of my upbringing, I've been able to cultivate the deepest, most honest relationships with people in my life to the degree that they always say to me, and yes, I'm going to toot my own horn here because I'm proud of it. They always say to me, I have the most honest relationship with you. I've never had such an honest relationship with anyone. And I appreciate it because it's a breath of fresh air. 
That is something that almost everybody that I meet says to me. You are such a breath of fresh air. You are just so honest. Now, I'm not honest to the degree that I used to be where it was borderline mean because that wasn't necessarily honest. That was just mean. I have learned that you can be honest with yourself and authentic with other people in conveying and and relaying that honesty to them without being harmful with your words. Again, because I self-checked a long time ago and realized I don't like when people are reckless with their words, which obviously then translates into the work that I do on social media. It's not just in my, like, yeah, I can, I can curate who I interact with one-on-one more than I can kind of like prevent random people from showing up on my social media because I want random people to show up on my social media. But it's like walking through a minefield because mine, 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 not mind, minefield. <laughs> minefield. Because I, I, it's very unpredictable. When I wake up in the morning and I check my Instagram, I get major anxiety at, at especially when the post gets a lot of attention the way I want it to. It also comes with a level of anxiety of like, oh no, who's going to attack me today? And I get attacked attacked all the time, which is like mind-boggling to some of you. Why would anyone say anything? You're just saying helpful things. Correct. My thoughts exactly. Why would anyone say? Because it rubs at their belief system, and that's fine. But if you're face-to-face with someone and something they said or did rubs at your belief system, are you going to attack them? Some of you still will. But it's not productive, that's not healthy, that's not mature. What do you do instead? You make a decision in that moment that something they believe or who they are, how they're behaving doesn't align with your values. You articulate that in the form of a boundary and then you don't interact with them anymore or you don't have those particular conversations with them anymore. Depends on the context of the situation. But does it get the job done to attack them? No, that reflects you and your inability to regulate yourself, to process emotion, to formulate sentences and respect yourself and honor your needs and wants. What that shows me is you have no tools. So when I log on and I see attack in my DMs or attack in my comments, I I obviously am aware of like, mm, you lack tools. You clearly need what I have here, but you're not aligned with what I value in terms of the people that I would work with privately to give you those tools. And honestly, you're breaching enough boundaries that even in a free environment, I don't want you around. So go away. <laughs> Block, restrict, whatever. Right? Like, Take that and now look at your own life, okay? Number one was the question that I posed to you earlier. Are you doing to others what you don't like being done to you? Do you have a habit of self-checking? And if you have a habit of self-checking to the extreme like I do, then 
the goal is to get, well, the goal is for everybody, but the goal for the, the over self-checkers <laughs> is to get very, 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 very clear as to what you value and why. And the why is always, how does it impact you? What is the ripple effect? Positive, negative. Again, this is redundant information. If you're taking my boundary course, this is mapped out for you. This is, there are downloadable worksheets with step-by-step instructions and exercises to walk you through what I'm conveying to you very quickly on a podcast episode. So if this resonates, go grab that course. Again, didn't plan to say that, but it all connects and, and it will provide you all of this value and then some because it's curated to that topic. But I'm just giving you the 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 <laughs> the summarized version. I can't look at my reflection when I talk to you all. I cannot. I get distracted by my reflection. I see my smile in my computer screen and then I'm like, what was I talking about? I like I literally can't look at anything except a blank wall when I'm having this conversation. It's bad. It's bad. Um Moral moral of the story here is the why is the ripple effect. The ripple effect is how does being around this behavior or this type of communication or whatever it is, how does it impact me positively or negatively? How does that ripple out into my day, my conversations, my interactions with people? I've said this in, oh my God, countless podcast episodes. And again, it is literally mapped out with step-by-step instructions and downloads in the, the boundary setting course, which you can find on my website. When you are so clear about that, then any situation in your life, any situation at all, becomes much easier to navigate. And you feel less resentment. You feel less frustration. So to circle back to where I started with this conversation and why I kind of started with this conversation, I'm kind of at my wit's end with feeling a certain way on social media. I get very frustrated. I think people forget that I'm running a business. Right? I think a lot of you realize it and understand it and respect it. I think it's funny and ironic that a lot of people take information for free and think it's acceptable to demand more for free or specifics for free. Like some of the comments I get sometimes of people just like attacking me for the colors I choose on a post or the way I speak on a video or, oh, once I got a comment because my bra strap was hanging out on a video, it's like, do, what? Do you, really? That's what you got from watching this? You are so, and the reason it bothers me, ooh, 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 this is a really good part of the episode. <laughs> you know the little button on your on your podcast thing? that like allows you to fast forward or rewind 15 seconds. You're going to want to do the rewind 15 seconds on this, by the way, when, once I say it, okay? And, and let me say it quick before I lose my train of thought. Oh no, I think I lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's the ADHD talking, guys. The reason it hurts, this is, this is it. I, I got it, I got it. Don't worry, I got it, guys. Plucked it back out of thin air. The reason it hurts, the reason it annoys me, the reason it rubs at me and gives me rug burns so much when people say those things is because it's so far from what I value. It's so misaligned. 
oh, this is this is good for even me. Oh, this is enlightening, Amy. Thank you. This is it's so far and so misaligned. It doesn't align with me at all. And I am now feeling the distance between them and me. And what happens is people don't know what to do with that discomfort. People don't know what to do with that frustration or that annoyance or, again, that rug burn that they feel when something is so misaligned. They're just so shocked that they want to attack back. I can't tell you, but I'm gonna, how many times I want to tell people to fuck off on Instagram. (gasps) Gasp. Not you, Amy. Yes, me. Do I say those things? No. You know why I don't say those things? Because I don't like when people say them to me. Does that mean I don't think them? No. Fuck no. Of course I think them. A thousand times a day I think go fuck yourself to certain people. But am I ever going to articulate it that way? No. You know why? Because I'm way more intelligent than that. I have more words in my vocabulary. You know, we practice together when I fuck up. And I try to say something and I don't know how to properly pronounce it. We learn it together and we master it. I have a way of articulating things that is far more mature than just telling someone to F off. And therefore, I don't say it. I prefer when people articulate things to me in a mature and respectful way, in a safe way, in a way that's not going to ripple out and cause harm into their day. You know why? Because I like when people consider my day too. I like when people comment and consider my emotional state. When people comment on my posts and they thank me and then they share with me how it added value to their life, I see that they're able to think beyond themselves. They're recognizing, wow, you know, she put a lot of time, energy, and thought into this post and I got value out of it, which affected my day positively. So I'm going to reciprocate and affect their day positively by saying thank you, expressing gratitude, and telling them how much value it contributed to my life or my day. But sometimes people are just like, post more on this. And yes, I think, fuck off. Because what you showed me there is dismissiveness. You showed me you didn't appreciate what I did post. And there is a much better way to articulate that you want something else or you want more of something. You could have started with, thank you so much. I appreciate this content on this topic. I would love to hear more on this topic on your page because it was really helpful for me. That's so easy. And you know what? It's going to be received more. And I'm going to not only read that comment, but I'm going to take that comment seriously. You know what I can't take seriously is when someone's like, are you having a stroke? I'm, I'm sorry, because I talk slow sometimes, because sometimes I have to dumb it down because it's deep and complicated and emotional. And I'm thinking beyond myself in that moment. And I recognize, okay, let me simplify this. Let me make it digestible. Let me articulate it in a very short and direct way so that people can hear the depth and not get lost in it, 
but understand how valuable this information is. But, you know, when you're judgy, you just hop on there and you ask me if I'm having a stroke. And let me tell you the ripple effect of that. As a human being, I have my own struggles with mental health, right? I have my own personal life and my own relationships that I also actively navigate on top of sharing with an audience of over 100,000 people. And when you don't consider the impact of your words and actions, then what happens is you walk around recklessly causing harm in other people's lives and not realizing, because you just walk away after you light the fucking fire, the harm that you caused and the impact it had on them. Now, am I always going to be responsible for what I allow coming at me? Yeah. But you know what? I respect and align more with people around me that also consider me. Um, so with all that said, I think it's important that in our personal lives, you know, I've used business as a as a metaphor, but also an actual an exam actual example of this in this conversation because it's rubbing at me lately. Not my business per se. The the people that just show up and have nothing respectful to say, who think it's acceptable to just, you know, say harmful things without realizing the impact it has. Let me tell you the impact. You know, like there was a, a recent um, celebrity, Aaron Carter, who passed away. Yes, it was known publicly. He struggled with addiction and and mental health issues and things like that. But does it help somebody who struggles with those things to be in the spotlight and deal with people? There, I posted a, a reel um, on my Instagram stories yesterday with him talking about how, you know, he struggles with these things and you know, he said, I devoted 20 years of my life to my fans and here they are jumping in my comments telling me that I look like I have AIDS. Why? Why do you not think before you speak, but you want other people to think before they speak? The thing is, is the, the, the hypocrisy there is mind-boggling. It's ironic to me that it is always going to be the the hurt people that complain about the hurt people hurting them that also go out and hurt more people. And the way that we start to nip that in the bud, bud, but, I thought we did this one in a recent episode, but I can't remember. Whichever it is, but or bud, I don't know, um, is we start in our, in, in our own lives actively living from a conscious place and choosing to implement what we talked about in this episode. You know why? You know why that ripples out and helps people? Because what what is rippling out in their lives is not more harm. If I walked around saying F off to everybody I wanted to say F off to, do you think it's rippling out into the world like that, you know, you should? I'm encouraging people to articulate their feelings in a mature and productive way. No, that's not sending that message, right? 
So if that's the message I want to send, then I've got to straighten my shit out internally, process the feeling of that wants to come out as F off, process that, sit in that discomfort for a minute, and then find better words to set a boundary because F off is just a reaction. Just like when people comment, unfollow. Did you think that through before you wrote it? Truly, truly, that is my thought when I read those under my posts. Did you think that through before you actually wrote that comment? Because if someone was standing in front of me and just said, unfollow, I would look at them and go, are you having a stroke? I'm just kidding. But really, like what? That's not even a what? What? Huh? (laughs) That's like the most reactive thing you could say. It's like when somebody doesn't know how to interact with you further and they're triggered and they just go, bye, bye, go away, bye, bye. Have you ever been around someone like that? I grew up with someone like that. Bye, I'm done, I'm done. You are highly reactive. You don't have better words to articulate your feelings? No, you don't. You know why? Because you've never sat in the uncomfortable feeling of your emotions. You have no space in your body to feel those emotions. And therefore, there's no room in your mind to find other words to then communicate to someone what you're actually needing and wanting. So the only thing that can come out of your mouth is bye, I'm done, unfollow. You don't need to tell us those things. (laughs) You just don't. Those are the people that rub at me. You are so misaligned. I don't I don't go on other people's accounts when I disagree or I don't like something and and write. Like it really you had to really think that through to take the step to click comment, type out the word and hit send. You were looking for something. What you were looking for was validation in your action. That's what you were looking for. You know why you wanted validation in your action? Because you were triggered. And therefore, you weren't seeing yourself. You weren't validating yourself. So what you needed to do was react. You needed to toss someone your hot potato. You wanted them to hold it for you to validate that you were right to take that action. And you didn't want to do anything in the process. That's what that is. That's my emotional intelligence for you. Here you go. I gifted to you for free. Okay, I'm done talking today. (laughs) I hope this ADHD-like episode for you, um, you know, scratched an itch, met a need, um, you know, wet your palate, so to speak. I think I'll talk like this more often. This was a fun episode. I like when I banter like this and I just let it roll. I follow a couple of people on social media and like different creators. And I am more engaged when it's kind of like that, you know, I say ADHD like because it is. I I have ADHD (laughs) as an adult. I giggle when I'm uncomfortable, deal with it. And I like when people talk like this to me. I like when they're all over the place, they bounce around, but they make valuable, deep points. And it's funny, it's entertaining, and it keeps me engaged. Um, when people don't talk like this, I I have noticed the older I get, the more interest I lose. And I once had somebody tell me, and it was the best compliment ever, I think it was my friend Craig, whose podcast I was on, Craig and Friends. Shout out Craig, he just had a baby. Congratulations to him and his partner. Um, he said the the best, it was the most thoughtful and wise compliment I've ever received, I think, about my work. And I've received a lot of very nice, wise compliments. But 
he said to me regarding podcasting, he was like, I love your podcast. And he goes, I don't remember the verbiage he used. You would have to go listen to the podcast that I was on of his. But he said to me, oh God, it was so good. Um, He goes, it is really quite a skill set to be able to do solo episodes and engage your audience in a way where you storytell and you teach things and you you can talk about a million different topics at once but still make your point like circle back at the end of the episode and bring it all together and make a point he's like that is quite a skill set you've honed and I was just like uh, that's just how I talk but that was the best compliment ever because it made me actually step back and consider all that I do in a matter of 30 to 45 minutes or whatever these podcast episodes end up being. Like, we don't always stop and really consider the nature of our work or like what all went into it. And when I do, I'm like, holy shit, that was, that was talented. That was talented. So anyway, I'll close there. That's a high note. That's a positive note. Um, I will chat with you next week. Um, I hope that, you know, you re-listen to this episode a few times because I think it was meaty and great. And uh, that's it. I don't have a good closing, but, you know, we should probably come up with one that's, like, catchy, that, like, you know, like, Remy Bader is always, like, back again with another realistic try on haul or whatever she says. Like, I feel like I need one of those for the beginning and end. So I'm going to think about that. You think about that too and, and leave me a review. That's what, that's what you can do. You can leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, on Apple, they let you write a little blurb and I love your little blurbs. They make me feel really good. So you can hop over there and do that. It's really easy. Five stars, always five stars. And I'll chat with you soon. Take care. Bye.